Code Review, a weekly web development podcast with your hosts, Dylan Marsh and Brandon Timish. Hello, everyone. I'm Dylan Marsh. And I'm Brandon Timish, and this is The Code Review. This week, we have a guest with us, Emily, which is my sister. She's in the house. (laughs) (laughs) She's a very comfortable podcasting. This is something that just comes naturally to her. Well, we're going to be talking about learning code in 2019, which is why Emily is here. She is embarking the software developer journey. And we're going to talk about uh, college versus self-taught a little bit and networking, which will be pretty interesting. So, yeah. How's it going, guys? It's good. It's pretty good. <laughs> this is so painfully awkward for you to do this. <laughs> well, we love it. Yeah. you're So you're starting to learn code um, and you're using code academy is that correct yeah i just started doing that like today actually yeah so you're you're getting into html and css and not quite javascript yet but no (laughs) pushing that down the road a little bit yeah but you were telling me a little bit about so you went through um like a guy's youtube do you remember his name I should have grabbed. I should have looked. Right. We'll put it in the show notes. It's fine. We'll, yeah. We'll give no, him some credit. He, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because I've rewatched his videos like four times now, probably each just kind of like writing out the code as he does it. And then I went back and I was like taking notes and he was going over like HTML and CSS and like he was really thorough and I really enjoyed that. And then I just started the Code Academy, Code Academy or awesome. whatever. And they're still in HTML. They're taking it much more like slow and thorough. He did kind of more of an overall. That's good. Yeah. You know. So you were talking about kind of going through tags again. And like once you know it, hearing it again, you see like some little differences, which Brandon and I know all too well. But, yeah. you know, we haven't like it's been a while since either of us have learned HTML for the first time. Yeah. Um, so it is neat to get that perspective again, that there is so much like mixed information and trying to explain to someone who's just beginning, like the difference between like how you should write BR for like a line break. Is it do you put the self-closing, um, you know, forward slash in there? Do you not like we know like you can do both? Yeah. <laughs> like what's the actual convention here? <laughs> um, that's confusing for somebody who's just be- getting started. Yeah. And it's definitely, I mean, it, it's been almost probably almost four years before since I've, I was on the, the path to trying to teach myself. And uh, I didn't really have a whole lot for anyone to go and ask like questions on to verify whether something was correct or not. So sometimes I would get, you know, I just took it as truth when I was first <laughs> just, learning. Yes. And so like, you know, yeah. And then you learn later. So, I mean, you know, it's, it's always good to have someone that you can ask questions, but you know, definitely it's not going to kill you if later on you go like, oh, that wasn't completely correct. But yeah, I and I'm going to quote you because I think it was like one of the coolest things um, anyone said recently about this topic. And that was like, if you're frustrated or burn out on learning code, then um, coding's probably not for you. Yeah. Right. Like if there's frustration in the very beginning of learning this stuff, because the reality is we know as like professional developers, like you're going to have to throw some of this knowledge out of the window. <laughs> and like, if that's if you can't get past that, like you shouldn't code in the first place because yeah. that's kind of what the job and I mean, is. It's, and it's nothing against you either. I mean, some people just, it's not, it doesn't click with you. And I know for me, like, I mean, there was certainly frustrating bits when I was first learning where I couldn't figure something out, but at the same time, I was excited to get back on the problem and try to figure out what was going on. And I think uh, if, if I had like 
been hating my life the entire time, I probably wouldn't have gotten very far. Cause yeah. I mean, I, I was pulling like eight hours, uh, you know, a day after a full, full shift at work for about six months straight, trying to build up a portfolio. Yeah. Um, and I mean, it sucks you in. So like Emily was telling me that you were just going for hours and hours and yeah, and slacking me like all day. Like I got my finger <laughs> <Yeah>. links fixed. <laughs> yeah. I mean, well, and I was so frustrated by that, like navigation bar being so ugly and I couldn't figure out, I was like trying to use navigation to edit it and it wasn't working. And then I went back and I saw what he did in the video and I like celebrated so hard. I was like, I did it. <laughs> <laughs> so it was so like, it made me feel so good once I did fix it. I was like, yeah. <laughs> and I, you know, I can't remember. I think I've seen this iterated in a couple of different ways, but they're like programming. It's like 90% hating yourself and 10% like, Oh, it worked. I'm amazing. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm a Lord. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. And I won't spoil it. Cause we're going to talk about it next week, but I've been writing an API and uh, like an API library I'm going to put on NPM, but it's a similar feeling. Like, you know, when you get it to work and then I was like, yeah, I should package this up and release it. And then you're like, it's working. It's sweet. And yeah, but like, getting there was a nightmare because I'm writing a connector <laughs> for an API that's like not documented. So. Yeah. And it's, I mean, it's also just the, I think it's that satisfaction of building something. That's, yeah. That's really, I think what drives most developers to maybe even begin in the first place. Yeah. And I, it's like part of that is important to convey to people who want to get into software development, but at the same time, it almost like is like this artificial barrier to entry where people look at this and they're like, this is so hard. Like you need to be a rocket scientist <laughs> to be a web developer. Yeah. Um, but they don't understand that. Like we talk about, it's like constant problem solving, but it's practical problem solving. It's not like writing out calculus for hours on a whiteboard. I mean, it's really, yeah. yeah. You know, I mean, especially well, with web development for me, like when I would come down and you'd be working on something and I just look and you have this huge, like double monitor, like full of code. I'm like, Whoa, <laughs> like it looks so hard, like and so crazy. But once you start, you know, explaining like each piece of it, it's not as like terrifying as it looks. Yeah. And I think that's, I mean, that's really the core of, you know, web development, software engineering. It's you take these huge complex problems and you are working one piece at a time. So, yeah. you know, if you can just say like, you know, I just need to be able to generate this token and then I can do this. Like all you have to focus on is how am I going to generate this token? And then you get that done. Good. You can move to the next thing. And I think, it, you know, the process of learning really changes your um, method of problem solving quite a bit as yeah, well. Definitely. And another great point is like when you start as a software developer, you're not building like it. Like when you get a job, they're not going to be like, all right, we need this app. Go ahead. Like you work on a small portion with a team mm -hmm. most of the time, especially in like an entry position. So yeah. you're responsible for solving small problems within a code base. Yeah. Which honestly is like the best way to learn. So like taking a entry level position, any team knows exactly what they're going to get out of you. Mm -hmm. Like just talking to you a little bit in an interview, those senior devs know exactly what you can and can't do. <laughs> so there shouldn't be all this anxiety yeah. going into that or like learning because what you're basically saying is like, I've done enough to like, you know, not need my hand held the entire time. Yeah. But I'm in active learning and you can get a job saying that exact thing and they'll, yeah. They'll pay you to continue learning and give which, you the resources you need to continue. Which learning. is awesome. Yeah. Like honest, honestly, I mean, I I made some progress on courses and things when I was first starting out, but I didn't really start to 
really at its core understand everything until I was actually working on project projects and working with, you know, senior engineers and, you know, getting that, um, pair programming experience in and everything that yeah, really definitely. is what tips it over. So, you know, just to kind of summarize you enjoying it so far, you having fun, Emily learning. Yeah. Um, and it's crazy because like, usually when I'm at home, like I really need that classroom environment. I need that focus, you know, but cause I've taken online courses before for school and I just can't, I can't do it. But like with this, it's different. Like I get so like, taken over by like I need to solve this problem that I just like get obsessive and I'm just like working on it and like like I'm at work and I'm like oh how am I gonna fix this like it is made up website that doesn't matter at all oh that's awesome that's actually a pretty good segue into our next topic which I said was gonna be about kind of that college versus self-taught because we've kind of all like touched on a few of the things that relate to that right like you know some people really thrive in a classroom setting but programming is such a hands-on practical exercise um it makes it kind of difficult to learn in a classroom Mm -hmm. and um you know i've gone to school a little bit Uh, brandon you went to school and graduated for a different major emily's like nearing completion of also a psych major um so we all have like a little bit of different takes on it but um i've talked to a lot of people that have gone through like a four-year cs program and they always say like i get out of school and I have to go learn to code like they're still going to these course platforms and doing coding boot camps. It's yeah. not like there's a way around it. You know, it's yeah. like you have to go through no matter what. Yeah. But I do want to kind of say that um, there's no right or wrong choice because like the college experience is super valuable and there's a million and one opinions on it. But, you know, mm-hmm. I'm curious of both you, you know, Brandon, you completing school and using the fact that you have a degree It's not a CS degree, but you have one for getting jobs. And Emily's kind of, it sounds like maybe making a decision on what you're going to do. And yeah, I mean, yeah, I obviously I can't speak from experience for, you know, going to college versus not going because I went through, I got the degree. So I I don't know what it's like to, you know, skip it completely or anything like that. But I got that um, part covered. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, no, I mean, I think. I knew going in that the degree that I was going for, if I wanted to get a job in the field with that degree, because I, I had a degree in psychology, uh, I knew that I was going to need to go and get additional schooling, professional school. I I played around with the idea of like um, psychiatry, which means I have to get into med school. So I was taking like organic chemistry and I was taking molecular biology and all of these classes and uh, realized it wasn't quite what I wanted to do. And then got out, um, ended up actually working as a, uh, chemical technician and on the job there, uh, I started, it, it was a lot of data entry. And so I had a lot of repetitive daily tasks of just moving stuff from spreadsheet to spreadsheet. And so I started learning how to kind of script that. And then that sparked like the, Oh, I kind of like this. And then that really got me on the path to, uh, wanting to learn how to code and, um, ultimately ended up moving me to my job or my first job with coding. So, so did you start graduate school? No, I, um, <laughs> I actually, I had, uh, I was scheduled to, uh, take the GRE and everything. And then I was like, Nope, I'm not ready. Oh, so I don't. you were like on the cusp. Of I was on the cusp. Yeah. Right. Um, I was actually looking at going t- to get like a master's or a PhD in molecular bio, but I had some internships and people I talked to and, 
I mean, the research and stuff was really cool, but it just it wasn't a point of passion for me. Like I couldn't see myself going even further into debt for something that I was kind of meh about. Yeah. Um, and I, I mean, it's, you know, I'm sure it could have turned out a bunch of different ways, but uh, I think ultimately it still led me to the same place. And I'm glad that I eventually figured out that this is what I enjoyed doing. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, having a bachelor's is not a terrible thing because um, you brought up the point. I hadn't really thought about it this way before, but like a lot of jobs say like we require a bachelor's. Yeah. It doesn't mean it has to be in CS. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, of course. Yeah, I have that. <laughs> yeah. So actually, yeah, that's that's the funny thing. When um, I got my first job, it was with a consulting agency and I went in and the requirement was you need a bachelor's. Um, and they actually I didn't have any kind of technical interview for code. They actually just asked me about things that I'd done and I, I'd done research and things while I was in college. So I think um, and also had a portfolio so I could show them like this website that I built. Um but what really got it was the fact that I would one taken the initiative just to learn how to code. I successfully built something with code and that I had experience with things that most people that code didn't, which I had that, um, I, like I said, the molecular bio. And so I, I was doing um, like uh, nano DNA robotics, like in an internship. So like something that they'd never heard of when they, with a candidate. And so they actually ended up leveraging that to get me on with um, some of their clients because it was like, oh, he actually understands some of this stuff. So like here, he has some of your industry knowledge, but he yeah. also codes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, so I've always used portfolio projects and trying to crush interviews and doing a lot of freelancing, um, business networking, which we'll get into a little bit, but um, there's lots of different tracks that you can go through. So. And I don't really want to put you on the spot, Emily. I know you're kind of <laughs> in the middle there, but um, what's your thoughts? I mean, what what are you uh, what are you foreseeing? Decide now, future, <laughs> my whole life. Um, well, and that's the thing is, I love I love going to college. I really like classes. I'm just in this weird spot from like moving, and that makes it really frustrating to like transfer and stuff like that when I was so close to like finishing. And I love psychology. Like I love learning about it. I love talking about it. But when I actually think about the jobs, it's not something I want to do. So yeah. now that's where I'm kind of, you know, well, now I've got to like finish a degree and learn to code and work full, almost full time and like do all that all together. And it's just like frustrating to be like, oh, I've got to do it all. But like, I mean, like he said, a bachelor's degree is like very handy to have when you're looking for a job. And in, in the end, that's what I need is a job. <laughs> and believe it or not, like even just having some college is sometimes enough where you're like, listen, like I'm X credits away from having my bachelor's. And I like I just couldn't because it wasn't my true passion. And I'd be I'd be totally willing to go back to school if that's going to help me land a position with your yeah. company. Yeah. I guarantee like nine times out of 10, if you have a little bit of portfolio work, mm -hmm. they'll say like, no, it's really fine. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Cause <laughs> yeah. And I think with that too, um, it, that definitely helps if you can get like FaceTime or a direct connection to somebody that's hiring. If you have to, sometimes the bachelor's degree thing, it's just like if your resume gets sent through a filter, you know, yeah. it's just yeah, going to yeah. like exit out without even like getting the backstory of why that's a thing. So, and sometimes, you know, if you don't have the degree, it just means like, for every one application that someone with a degree is putting in, like try to put in two or three 
right? Like if you're looking for jobs, like you may just have to cast a little bit of a wider net. But mm-hmm. I mean, I just really believe over the next, especially like over the next three to five years, I think that requirement's going to, you know, start to dwindle and fall away because mm-hmm. of, you know, a younger generation than us, their outlook on formal education is really different. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? And um, yeah. CS programs are really changing and trying to get reinvented because, you know, it's really difficult for a large institution to keep their curriculum up to date with how quickly these uh, frameworks and packages progress. So what you end up doing is teaching a lot of like fundamental computer science and theory, mm-hmm. but you're graduating kids that don't know code as much. You know what I mean? Like yeah. they don't know like modern web development frameworks. And unfortunately, that's that's what people want to hire. Like, it's yeah. great that, you know, all this theory, but we need you to hit the ground running and write react, you know, yeah. <laughs> like they're just not teaching. Well, you know, and I think that that might actually apply to um, most majors, though, not even just CS, because uh, I mean, to be honest, I had average grades. I didn't have great grades when I was going through college, but I mean, I was I did re- I was on a research team for three years and like I did volunteer work and I did all this other stuff. And I, I think a lot of times they just want to see real world experience and um, I think I've written a medium post about getting started as a self-taught developer. And one of the things that I mentioned in there was that um, at some point, and it's a lot sooner than you think, your experience is going to matter more than your degree. And sometimes they won't even ask you like specifics about it. You can just say, I have a, match- a bachelor's from here. Bachelor's? Bachelor's. <laughs> it's, halfway. A, it's halfway between a bachelor's and a master's. Yeah. It's like brunch for degrees. <laughs> brunch for degrees. <laughs> we'll link in the show notes the link your medium article because it's it's pretty great no. okay. you guys should definitely applaud it <laughs> if you give it a read it's pretty good and there's some resources linked in the bottom and some of the course platforms that brandon personally used and i know emily's been kind of following that because i think that's how you got to code academy in the first it place is. Yeah. yeah i, I went <laughs> to the article and i was like all right where else and <laughs> I mean, it's pretty handy having you guys where I'm just like, hey, guys, what's this mean? (laughs) You know, so that actually brings up another point as well. One of the big benefits of going to college and this will kind of segue into our next thing is the fact that you're going to meet people and you're going to build a strong network. Like it's a great place to meet peers that are going in different directions that might make connections later for you. Yeah. Um, And that that, like if you're going to do the self-taught freelancer route, that part is more difficult if you're not a social butterfly. Um, If you're not a social butterfly, like if you don't have access, like Emily's got, you know, I'm her brother and Brandon's my buddy. And then we have done networking over years. So she's going to be lucky. But some people don't have that. (laughs) You know what I mean? Where where their brother's been coding for 15 years. (laughs) But um it's really, really difficult. So like you need to get into incubators and go to hacker spaces and like attend conferences. And, um, you know, when you're going to school, it's like, this is all packaged in. It's really, really similar to doing something like that. Cause I promise if you're going through like a CS course, you're going to find friends to work on projects with, and they're all going to be doing courses and code boot camps. So they're going to want to write like little projects for school and you'll have plenty of opportunities to get to do that. And all these people are going to graduate and then go work at places. So then you have this little like Rolodex, essentially, of people you can call up and say, hey, you know, how's it going? What's going on? And um, dev positions are like hugely referral based. Like I've gotten a bunch of my buddies jobs at different places. And um, when I worked at that large company, um, I brought it up a few times. A ton of the devs there like knew someone else that got them in. Yeah. 
And it has nothing to do with like, it's like they're trying to do that. It's just devs typically know a bunch of other devs and it's way easier for the company to hire people in on referral. So they have like really high referral rewards. You know, you get like a thousand dollars in your pay to bring a buddy in and yeah. they stay for 30 days. So yeah, yeah, it's definitely a good point. And I mean, that's the truth of it too, because I'm the first job that I got was a referral from a friend that I had that knew that I was learning to code and I was asking questions and um, then I put in an application to the company he was working at and he was like, oh, well, I'll, you know, say, you know, I'll recommend you to him and everything. And the nice thing about that too, is then I think about two years later, um, I did a referral for him for another company. So we yeah. kind of, it was kind of give and take for both of us and it worked out really great. Yeah. And even if you, uh, like don't decide to work at a company, like you're not looking for a job, you just want to be a contractor all these guys are like work for a company. Those companies still use contractors or they'll still want to work on a side project. Or since they're too busy working their nine to five, um, they may pass some work your way. And so like having those connections, um, whether it's you're trying to find jobs or like, no, you're always going to be able to bounce to another job if you need to, or you're an independent contractor looking for like freelance web design work or some back end work. Um, networking is like the gold standard of success in <laughs> in development, whether front end, back end, it doesn't matter. Like graphic design, marketing, all these technical related fields. Yeah. Being able to network is huge and doing it just via social media um, is okay, but you really need to like solidify much stronger relationships with that for like someone to say like, I'm going to tell my employer to hire you. It's not because you're Facebook friends, it's because you're actual friends in some capacity. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So, and that's a good point for Emily is like, we don't, here in our town, we have some we have like a hacker space. And um, so we may take you out there and get you introduced to some people because it's just a, such an important point. Yeah. You know, and actually one of the things that I read when I was learning as well, is they said that, uh, you know, if you're working on stuff, just go to a coffee shop with your laptop and start working. And I, there's been people that said that they were approached by someone, either another developer or um, somebody that was looking to hire developers and they just like got approached in this coffee shop. So, I mean, you never know what what's going to happen. It's so funny you say that. And I won't say the name of it because I don't want to give away exactly where we're located, but <laughs> the, the coffee shop um, near campus, there's like every time I walk in, there's a bunch of guys that have code open on their laptops. And like, I just always like give them a little head nod, like lean over. I'm like, hey, it's code. <laughs> you know, it's like so and they're like, yeah, man. I'm like, Adam, coding an Adam. I like that. Can we can we talk about it? <laughs> but it um it's so true. Yeah. Like you just having it open, you'll you'll attract people because they'll be like, here's someone I can talk to about yeah. this. And Emily's just gonna kick in and be like, Yeah, just fix my header navigation. <laughs> um, that's a great point. Yeah. And it, because it also, it definitely stands out like people, the code kind of stands out on a computer. Like, let's be honest, it's got a lot of pretty colors and, you know, (laughs) especially my themes. My theme is crazy. (laughs) Fluorescent neon colors. (laughs) But like another good tip for networking, um, if you can't like get in front of people or like maybe you're just like the idea of sitting in a coffee shop and having a conversation freaks you out, um, like go contribute to open source projects on GitHub. It's a really great way like get into their, um, I was going to say like internet relay chat, but get into their Slack channel <laughs> some more from this decade. Yeah. But, um, there's a bunch of people that would love to chat with you and um, contributing and being able to work together is A, not only a great way to learn, 
B, pad your portfolio for when you do need that position. You need to nail that interview. Um, but C, like they'll reach out to you and be like, hey, I'm working on this other project that's, you know, maybe it's a proprietary project or I got past this work or you want it to yeah. headhunters will use GitHub and look through <laughs> like big, you know, big packages and see who's contributing to this yeah. and look at your profile and be like, is he working? Is is she at this company? You know, could we hire this person? So, yeah, just putting code out there on GitHub is another yeah. great way to do it. Yeah. I mean, I, I've had recruiters contact me and say, hey, I saw your resume on LinkedIn or I saw your your code here, like your resume on Stack Overflow or something like that. And it's just. Yeah, definitely. Medium, yeah. like if you're posting Medium articles really regularly and demonstrating that you're working on projects, like these are all good ways to get a headhunter to uh, send you an email. Yeah. So there you go, Emily. So gems of wisdom. <laughs> oh, we're doing Ruby. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that's it's kind of a short one. That's really all I got, guys. Yeah. That's all my tips. Yeah. Hey, Emily. What? <laughs> Why are you looking at me? Uh, unless you have anything to add or Oh man, I don't think so. Thank you. <laughs> I don't think so. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Well, as always, subscribe and share it with your friends. Network us for us. Yeah, That'd be awesome. <laughs> We'd appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'll uh, talk to you next week for our yeah. little. That's not Tuesdays anymore. We changed the name. Yeah. Tried to sneak it in there. See if yeah. anybody would notice. <laughs> but our next uh, edition of Nowadays, we'll give you some more tech news. And see you guys next Friday. Yeah. Thank you guys. Bye. Bye.